Good everyone, welcome to another episode of the Young Castle Podcast. Today, we're going to be interviewing the man, the myth, the legend, young millionaire, Casey Adams. Make sure you guys listen, subscribe, and comment. Give us a good... Good everyone, welcome to another episode of the Young Castle Podcast. Today, we have another phenomenal guest, Casey Adams, from having an injury that almost ended his life to having a podcast that is changing lives. He's here with us today. Let him further introduce himself. Thank you so much, man. So... Yeah, man. Like you said, my name is Casey Adams, and um, I've, I've been very excited to actually come on this podcast. You know, you're 13 years old, right? That's how old you are? Yes, I'm 13 years you, old. You inspire, yeah, you guys inspire me, man. I started my journey when I was 15, and, you know, I almost got paralyzed playing football. I was in a neck brace for about six months, and it was one of those situations in my life that it was so negative, and I was depressed, and I was hopeless. And I think a lot of people can relate in a time like this with coronavirus and the economy and, you know, increasing rates of unemployment and everything happening now, there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of people are going through tough times. And I think for me to relate it to like a personal journey, I was able to take that negative situation of uncertainty when I was 15, 16 years old. And over the last three years, three years, build not only a successful career in business and brand, but it's allowed me to sit down and have conversations with some of the most successful people in the world, whether that's Larry King or Jordan Belfort or Gary Vee or Grant Cardone or Tillman Fertitta, who's a multi-billionaire, owns the Houston Rockets, and a lot of people in between. And through all of that, I've definitely learned so many lessons and experiences. And, you know, I, I spent a lot, a lot of time building a personal brand on social media and learning these new skill sets and meeting people, hosting events and doing social media marketing, running Facebook ads. And like I said before, though, it was it all started in this moment of uncertainty when I dove into personal development, when I dove into personal growth and I went all in. I'm building myself up, you know, diving into books, buying courses online, studying successful entrepreneurs. And I think for me, which I, which I love that what you're doing and everything that's happening here is just, I was 15 years old. I didn't have mentors in my life, in my house, in my close friends. It was me looking to social media that opened up doors of opportunity that allowed me to really, you know, go all in on myself. And it definitely opened my open my eyes up to see what's possible with, you know, a phone or an internet connection to get in contact with people to, to, you know, start a different business online. And it's, it's been an amazing journey and I'm super grateful to be on the show today. Wow. Man, you really need to know your secrets from sitting down with the wonderful Larry King to moving yes. around, to moving with Caleb Maddox and people like Joe Mario. What is your secret to having these top level entrepreneurs, these top level people? on your podcast and having a, a conversation with them, please. Yeah, totally, man. I, I appreciate the question. For me, I, um, I started my podcast in 2017 in December. And when I started my podcast, it's called Rise of the Young. I didn't really have a, not only a long-term vision for it, but I was just focused on starting something because, for example... Excuse me. I had a meeting with Gary Vee set up in New York City, and he I, it was like a little five minute meeting that I DM'd him on Instagram, and he was like, "Hey, yeah, definitely come come by and meet me in New York, and we'll talk for five ten minutes. Great." So I was inspired to start a podcast to do forty episodes before I met Gary. And at the beginning, I talked about you know writing a book and you know speaking at events, Snapchat marketing, five ways to write a book. I was just talking to the, my microphone that I got on Amazon for a hundred dollars, right? very low cost startup costs. And it led me to saying, okay, how can I just have great conversations with you? I've listened to podcasts before, you know, they're doing interviews and I'm a very curious person and I want to continue to learn every single day where I was like, okay, I'll start interviewing people. But it wasn't something I 
I was like, okay, I want to interview Larry King. I want to interview these people. Those were obviously goals of mine subconsciously, but I was like, let me just reach out to the people that I, that I've already talked to on social media, people that I have in my network, people that I, you know, I have a relationship with and see if they, you know, want to be on the show. So I did that. And for the first, you know, 30, 40 interviews, it was, it wasn't the biggest names in the world. And it was a lot of high quality people, but I was just reaching out to people that I already had, like I was already in contact with. But going from interview to interview, things started to compound, doors started to open up, and I started doing majority of my interviews in person. I was traveling all across the country, spending a lot of time in Los Angeles, New York, Miami, um, and just traveling all over, investing a lot of time, money, and effort into meeting these high-level people. And through that, what I always tell people, it was the consistency and the you know, the, the snowball effect that started to kick in where I, I was able to get Grant Cardone and then Gary Vee and then Andy Purcell and then Ed Milet, which led to so many other amazing people. But I would say to answer the question, the way I did that is a very simple way. It's the same way that how we're on the show today. Instagram direct message, building a brand on social media, putting out content. But it was very strategic, meaning I wasn't just someone that was spamming people to get them on the show. I was very conscious like you are, like you guys are as well of reaching out with an intention to provide value, to have them on my show. And I was, you know, a young, still am young. I was 16, 17 years old. A lot of people like myself, the way I want to help you where you're 13 and I'm 19, that happens continuously, right? So all these successful people, they want to help me. They want to be on my show. They want to help out. They want to be of value. And I think for a lot of young people, you can leverage that and you can really tap into that, right? So I was able to really, I was like, okay, I want to do this fast. I want to interview a hundred high class people very quickly. And I was doing interviews, you know, every other day, reaching out to people relentlessly, 10, 15, 25 DMs a day, putting out content, doing book reviews. And then what really changed a lot for me, which I'm super grateful for, is just physically going to events and meeting people, right? I was skipping school, going to California, and I had to, it's hilarious, I had to like sell my parents on letting me travel alone, and it was like the hardest thing for me at the time of like being 16, 17 years old, like it's, looking back, I'm like, wow, like my parents let me travel by myself, and I was just like buying plane tickets, flying to random events across the country, like thanks mom, and that definitely compounded it. That's why I started the podcast, that's how it really started to pick up, was because I was you know, it went from just hosting a podcast to starting to host events and meeting a lot more people, which allowed me to get more people on the show. And, you know, looking back the last two, two and a half years, like every interview mattered. Every interview counts as a, a major milestone where looking back, it makes sense how I interviewed Larry King. But when I was sitting at my desk at 16 thinking, okay, I'm going to start this podcast. I never would have thought in a million years that I would have interviewed someone like Larry King. But it's because of consistent action and executing and being proactive in situations that allow opportunities to come up in your life. Wow. wow. At such a young age, you've interviewed billions and millions of entrepreneurs. The question I have is, when you started, you said you were 15, 16, right? Yep. How did you remain focused at such a young age? How did I remain focused? That's yes. a great question. I mean, I have... I have two older brothers. I'm the youngest of three. Um, you know, I have older brothers that ended up going to college, then they dropped out. And I, there was in my, both my parents, you know, they're not entrepreneurial. My mom's a school teacher. My dad worked at this tobacco company. And my focus shifted from what everything I, I knew, right? So instead of think, thinking, okay, I want to play sports and go to college, 
it shifted to, okay, I want to study successful entrepreneurs and start a business and build a brand on social media and like, go all in on that. And I think I remain focused because I had a drive, right? Larry King taught me, he said, social, like he's not social media. He says, I, said, I asked Larry King, I said, what makes people great? And he told me great people are driven. And I believe at an early age, I had a natural drive in me to want more, to experience more, to see the world. I didn't grow up traveling. You know, I, I didn't go to California or fly in a plane until I paid for it myself, right? I, I didn't come from, like, oh yeah, it's, it's normal to travel and do this and do that. Like, no, like, I wanted to travel and that was my drive. Like, how can I go to an event? How can I go to California? How can I meet people? I was so driven for that outcome that every single day, that was what was pulling me to start writing a book, to start the podcast, to learn a skill set of social media advertising, social media marketing, to then sell clients so that I can start making money to travel and also to provide a valuable service. So for me, it was really my drive came from not only short-term goals, but short-term experiences that I wanted to happen now, right? It's when I'm like, okay, I want to interview Gary Vee. I don't want to do that in a year, three years, five years. I want to do that right now. And I wanted to speed that process up through building a brand and, you know, putting out great content and meeting great people where I think the key to staying driven for anybody is that you have to love what you do and you have to be passionate about it and you have to go all in. Like if I was doing this entrepreneur thing on the side and I was going to school and I was thinking about college, like I knew as soon as I read Think and Grow Rich and all these different books and started to get this momentum, I was like, okay, I, I didn't audit on myself. I was like, if I go to college right now, I'm going to miss out on these next four years of the opportunities that, that are going to come up in my life. I need to go all in. So I think my drive came from being all in and not having a plan B. Wow. Well, that, that really relates to me because I just watched this video I just uploaded on my page about by Will Smith. He said, having a plan B actually distracts you from your plan A. The first step well, I want to play. is you have to believe it. There's no reason to have a plan B because you're stretching plan A. Dude, I love that. I love that. Wow. Wow. Amazing. So, so the, the next question I have is the Rise of the Young podcast. What inspired you to have that, that name? Yes. The name of the podcast. What inspired yeah. you? I love that question. And it's, it's funny how it came about because my buddy, um, his name's Aloric. He comes from my, we were good friends growing up and we both got into this program together called, um, it was like the 67 step program by Ty Lopez. And we wanted to come up with this like clothing brand when I was like 15, when I was first getting into everything I'm doing, I started this clothing brand where I wanted to, you know, sell t-shirts online and sell wristbands at school. And I knew I was young and I saw this young movement like growing of like kilomatics, right? He was, when I was 15, he was 14. We became really good friends. He was making hundreds and thousands of dollars. He was speaking with Gary Vee, Tony Robbins, verified on Instagram, had a big brand doing his thing. He was young. And I'm like, wow, like there's this whole generation of people or like people that I'm seeing that are like crushing it at a young age. And it just sort of came to me. I was just like rise of the young. And it's funny because I started as like, you know, I, I was, putting the logo or the phrase on t-shirts. I don't have a clothing brand at all anymore. It was more so just something I did. I was putting all over the t-shirts. I just wanted to create something that I could attach myself to. Right. And like something I was like, like carrying. 
So I was like, boom, Rise of the Young had some t-shirts. I used to sell wristbands at school that just had Rise of the Young on it. And I was promoting the Instagram page where I was just like posting motivational and inspirational things. And it's sort of just like, was always a name that I was saying and a brand that I was saying, which then when I decided to write my book, which after, you know, traveling and closing some clients and meeting a lot of great people throughout the last, the next year, I want, I was like, okay, I want to write a book because I want to put out something tangible. I want to be able to give it away. I want to be able to, you know, have authority. I'll call it rise of the young. Right. So then it went from like, okay, I'll call it a t-shirt brand to then here. All right. I'm going to title that the name of my book to then towards the end of 2017, I was like, all right, I'm going to start this podcast. What do I call it? I'll just call it the rise of the young podcast. Right. So it was just a continuous name that I just put into different, you know, parts of my life. And even for me today, like I, this is something that I'm even thinking about. I'm like, okay, I may rebrand my podcast because if I was to start a show today, it would be different than when I started two years ago. It's not something like rise of the young to me. It's not something, um, like it's the company that I'm building from a holdings company from all the investments I'm making, but it's not like, it's something that I look at as a movement, right? Of like, for example, you're 13 years old, you're killing the game. It's rise of the young is something where not only young people from an age perspective, but there's, you know, 50 year olds that still have a young energy and young soul and they're passionate about something and they want to succeed and have a drive. So it's like that young energy, that young mentality of being fearless and putting your all into something and not having a plan B like, that is a young type of energy that I think if people like carry into their lives, they, that's what most successful people do. They always remain driven. They always remain optimistic. They always remain, you know, in that state of like, like I'm going to do this and it is certain that I will accomplish it. There's no plan B, like I said, but that's more so where it came from in terms of just carrying it over from the, the clothing brand to the, uh, the book, to the podcast. And it's just been something I've, I've rode with. Wow. My my boy here also asked you a question. Totally. Um, so my question for you is that how do you figure out the positive people who will, who you will really gain something from? Like, how do you figure out a positive friend? Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you about a positive friend? Yes. So that that's super. I love that question. Like, you know, your network is your net worth, right? Yes. I mean, yeah, your network is your net worth. When I was yeah. growing up, yeah, yeah. When I was in Virginia, where that's where I'm from, lived there for 18 years. Now I live here in Arizona. Like during high school, and middle school, like I was not surrounding myself with the best people, right? There was kids getting involved with like, you know, drugs and a lot of drugs were circulating through my town. My brother got involved in drugs and, you know, he, he's great now and learned a lot through it where for me, I, I began to audit myself. I'm like, okay, are the people in my life moving me forward or holding me back? And I started to identify that, you know, I might have so much love and respect for close friends of mine but they're not helping me get to where I want to go. And if, if anything, they're wasting my time and holding me back. And I need to completely remove myself from them. Not from like, not from an emotional perspective, logical of like, I need to help myself before I can help others. Right. And, and, and I also think I had a lot of like depth and like a perception of what, I, where I wanted my life to go because I had two older brothers, right? One was two years, two years older than me. One was, you know, six years older than me. And, through them, I was able to see them go through high school and go to college and then drop out. And I was like, okay, I need to do things differently. They're still surrounding themselves with the same people they grew up with. They're still surrounding themselves with the, the people that aren't moving them forward. Why? And if I, I was analyzing that and I was like, okay, I need to not only cut everyone off, but 
start adding more successful people into my life, but not even in real, like in, in the real world. It could be on social media. It could be from a DM, from a podcast, from going to an event, from saying hello to someone. Just I need to get new people in my life because I always tell people, the two things that you can change are the people that you surround yourself with and what you're learning or what you're reading or listening to. That is what you can truly change and that is what you have control over, right? You can't control the spread of coronavirus. You can't control the economy. You can control your attitude. You can control with, you can control who you spend your time with. And if these people, like you said, aren't moving you forward, they aren't the best people for you long-term. And in every situation is different. You know, you might have a best friend or this or this or that. Figure out if, you know, it's, it's one of those things you have to ask yourself. Like, is this person going to ride with me and through my journey? Or, it, or is it a season in my life where they were there, right? And I think with, as you mature and grow and age, and I'm only 19, right? I, I have a lack of experience in so many ways. But over just the last four years, I've learned from just the quality of your relationships and the quality of people in your life, like it truly does make the biggest difference. And that's the most amazing thing to actually see and materialize. Because I remember three years ago, it was completely different. Yeah, Priscilla said something. He said, the best way to catch a flu is by staying with someone that has the flu. So the best way to, to how do I explain this? The best way to have a negative mindset, the best way to, not progress is by staying with someone that is not progressing. So that's totally, yeah. absolutely. I I notice something because I watch your stories all the time. You always have posters that have a message on them. Well, why do you think that has an importance in your life? You said um, say it one more time just about the message on my story. No, I always watch your story like almost all the time, and I always see yep. that you have posters that say something. Oh yeah, right here. So yeah. Yep. Why do you have that? And why do you think that should surround you on a daily basis? I, I love it. Well, well, first off, huge shout out to the homies from Iconic. My, you know, two good friends of mine, Mark um, Brazil and Jeff Cole. They own this brand called Iconic, which is motivational canvas art, right? So, for example, this says early morning, late nights. And then I have like five in here. It says success marks the spot, set targets, hit bullseyes. It only takes one yes for success. Rule number one, don't be number two. It's just like motivational sayings, right? And I put them all over my office. I put them all over my room. Not only, just, not only to support my friend's brand, but if you know you wake up in the morning and you read that, it's something so simple. But the, what you're reading and what you're putting into your mind on a daily basis, like for example, I have dozens of podcasts that I listen to. And as soon as I wake up, when I'm brushing my teeth and showering, I start playing my podcast because it's, it starts putting me in a positive mentality. It starts, you know, I, that is my daily routine. But I think with the, the motivational canvas art, it's just, you know, it's, it's a great thing to look at on a daily basis. If, you know, you read it out loud, you say it 10 times, it's like, the truth is like less is more and the little things mean the most. And I learned that from Larry King, right? He's like, I never learned anything when I was talking. So if I just continuously surround myself with positive, uplifting quotes, that's beneficial to my mental health. It's beneficial to the way I, I wake up and you know see the world because if, because the opposite is true as well. True as well. If I wake up and read something negative, or if you get a negative text, a negative email, you go on social media and you see something negative, you're instantly like you you respond to that in a negative way. You receive it in a negative way. So I just try to do the complete opposite and surround myself with positive quotes, affirmations, people, experiences on a daily basis. Well, I, I um, Tony Robbins had a quote, so whatever you hold in your mind on a consistent basis is, what, is exactly what you experience in your life. So I totally agree with what you said. 
what you surround yourself with, what you input your mind is what will come out totally. of your scan. I mean, and also too, I'm just thinking about this too. I'm sure Mark, and I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna message him after this. I'd love to send you some if if you want some that you can put around your room. I can send you a bunch of them. My buddy is like, I'll definitely reach out to see what I can do. But I just think you know, like even that you brought that up, and like they would so much appreciate that of just you know recognizing you know the canvas art and what you put in your room and everything that's happening there. So um, I'll definitely hit him up and see if I can make that connection for sure. Yeah, thank you very much. So next question I have is because I've been studying for a very 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 long time. I notice you you travel a lot now, and when you were alive, you were saying that you're very grateful that you traveled. So the question I have is why? I love this question, man. You do a lot of research. I love it. So for me, traveling has been not only so important, but like a big part of my journey because. Like I said before, I come from a small town in Virginia. I didn't grow up traveling. I didn't fly in my first plane until I paid for it myself. So over the last three, four years, like for example, I have a, before coronavirus broke out, I have this note in my, in my phone. It says flights. And like this year alone, I was on like 20 something flights, whatever it is so far from New York to Phoenix, to Phoenix, to LA, to Los Angeles, to San Francisco, to LA, to Phoenix, to San Diego, to Hawaii, to Australia, to Bali, to Los Angeles. Like, and that's just like the last two months. Right. So for me, traveling not only expands your mind and you experience the world and you see different markets and you see different people and you can see different, you know, how people live their life. But originally when I started traveling, it was just, you need to get be uncomfortable. You just start being comfortable with being uncomfortable. And it was uncomfortable to go to a city to to get a hotel room at a young age, meeting new people, shaking hands, doing all of that. But to be real, if you want a new life, if you want new opportunities, you can't do the same things on a daily basis. If I was to stay home in my hometown and try to do everything just from the phone, which is completely capable, I wouldn't be where I am today in terms of the opportunities and access, right? And whether that's going to a local event in your town or just going to a, a coffee shop or a restaurant, like I look at traveling not only as like getting on a plane, like where can I go in my local area that is new, that I'll experience something new, that I'll meet a new person because that is where opportunities come from. And just also to say with traveling, it's not only fun and you experience the world you can get content, you meet a lot of people. It's just, I didn't grow up traveling. So it was a huge motivational factor for me to not only start making money, but to also experience the world to see the world because there's so much to see there's so much to do there's so much to you know like witness and there's so much history that you can learn from just from seeing different parts of the world like for and i don't i for example i don't travel internationally lots more it's usually like back to la or new york or like big cities in the u.s but recently i did a big trip right before everything happened with the coronavirus to we went to hawaii and then australia and to bali we spoke in in bali indonesia such an amazing trip an amazing time but there was business included like i've never done a trip that's like i'm gonna go on vacation like i travel for business number one it's more so to do the interviews to meet the people to go to events and, and um it's definitely been like i said the most beneficial thing because i have i put so much emphasis on like human interaction and communication so when i you know when i communicate with someone in person shake their hands see them that creates a whole new relationship than just online social media, which is very important to me. Wow. Okay. My next question is, um, you talked about experience. 
do you think having enough experience would lead you to your success path? Yeah, I mean, I, I love this question. I think, because well, this is, here's the, like, you know, this is what they say for college, right? It's like, oh, go get a job or go to college to gain experience to think you get a job, but then you have no experience and the companies are looking for experience. I think, like, for example, as someone that's a business owner that, you know, I, I have a skill set in social media, if I'm building a personal brand, starting a podcast, running ads, whatever it is, and I go to a business and I say, hey, I've done this for myself. This is my track record. This is my experience. Let me help you. You can create your own experience very easily. For example, right? We're on this podcast today. If you were to, if someone was to come to you guys and say, okay, how do I start a podcast? How do I get guests on the show? You can tell them a strategy based off experience in which you've lived. And I think experience is everything, right? Like when I talked to Larry King, he's 87 years old. He's done 60,000 interviews. He's interviewed all the presidents and like, you know, world leaders. His experience is so valuable because you can't pay for that amount of experience. You have to live it. And I think that's, that goes from building and selling the company. Like, what can you learn from someone? I interviewed this guy, Howard Payne, the other day. Sold a company for hundreds of millions of dollars. And his experience from growing a company from nothing to 100 million plus in sales in 18 months, his experience, like he was $600,000 in debt before that. So he wasn't the most experienced person. But it's, you, you gain experience through execution and through action. And I, I always tell people, it's like, what, what can you be doing today that you've been putting off, especially in a time like this? And I'm emphasizing this, especially with coronavirus and quarantine and everything happening. So, you know, pick up something that you've been putting off. Reach out to that person that, you know, has told you no to be on your podcast because he's busy. Now, that's why I'm doing so many podcasts right now. That's why I'm interviewing so many people because everyone's at home, right? Everyone that is dealing with this worldwide issue and we can all relate to it. And it's leveraging situations that may be, you know, negative there's always a positive there's always an opportunity that you can tap into and through experience you get experience through execution that's more so what i'm trying to say wow i'd like to ask you this question you've achieved so much at a young age i'd like to ask you this question what is your definition of success i think i think my definition of success you know it's different for everybody and i think it continuously changes and, and for the most successful people in the world based off you know how what i've asked them they all respond in a different way so i think there is no one you know like this is the definition of success but i think there's different forms of success success financially success mentally success family success you know health wise right and for me in this current moment it's just falling in love with the process, right? Literally just enjoying the journey. If I can wake up every day and be grateful for where I am and be grateful for the opportunities that are coming up and the execution that I'm having in my life, success is momentum, right? I never want to be stagnant. I don't ever want to be satisfied. I don't want to say I did this and that was that. Now I'm just doing my thing, hanging out. Like, True success to me is constant small wins, which form the massive win long-term. And that's where I focus all my time. I want to successfully win my day and then successfully win my week, to successfully win my month and my year. And I believe if you can do something each and every single day that makes you feel successful, that's moving you forward, that's what true success is, right? It's not a destination. You don't get a success award. And you can receive it in different ways. Like, you know, financial success is, success in so many ways you know when when you sell a company when you have an interview I, I look at the wins and the small daily wins leads you to that true definition of success but like i said before 
for me, it's always constantly changing. Like success to me three years ago was going to California and skipping four days of school. Success to me a year, like two, a year and a half ago was how can I move to Arizona with, you know, my friends and my partners. Boom. That was success because I executed and I did something that made me feel successful on my current mission. So like I said, it's, it constantly evolves. Everyone has their own definition of it. But to me, it's, you know, falling in love with the process, winning the day, and the long-term success is in the journey. Okay, so we're about to round up the podcast. And you could answer my, my friend's question briefly. Okay, so. my, my last question is about online branding and marketing. How do you brand and market yourself well in the, in the online place? Totally. And I think, number one, you know, social media marketing and building a personal brand, that's been the number one thing for me of, you know, putting out content, documenting my story, my definition of personal branding before you jump into it is building the most authentic perception of yourself. Like for example, you guys, you guys both live in Africa or where exactly do you live? He, he is in the U S for his country. Got it. Got it. Got it. So for example, I, I really branded myself as like, you know, I'm in Virginia, a small town. And I think building a brand comes down to living your truest life. Right? So for example, how can you tell your story, do book reviews and, you know, live your current life without trying to live someone else's life. Right? So for me early on, it was like, I just said, doing book reviews, documenting my journey, putting out content of me in my bedroom, me going to school and like living that current lifestyle because you can't like fake your life to build a brand. You have to live your truest life. And, but I would say tactical wise, it's staying up to date on opportunities. For example, Start a TikTok account. I always tell people that. Stay ahead of trends. Be ahead of the curve. Put out content on every platform, especially ones that you're passionate about. For me, I've been working with TikTok for like eight months now, helping a lot of CEOs and executives double down on that. People need to execute on that because building a brand comes from being in something early, right? I started a podcast two and a half years ago. Podcasting has been around for 15 years. The early podcasters like Joe Rogan, are the biggest in the world because they were early. They, they created the culture. They built the foundation. You know, I wouldn't say I was early on Instagram, but in this whole entrepreneur space, when I started four years ago, like it wasn't what it is today. And it's really just, you know, taking action on the trends and setting yourself up through consistent content, consistent opportunities, but collaboration. Like what we're doing right now with this podcast is the key to branding. What I always tell people, Figure out a way to collaborate with people in your niche that will associate you with high quality people that you want to align with. I call it association marketing. But yeah, I mean, there's just three little quick tactics. Like I said, start a TikTok account, put out content on there, start a podcast. I always recommend people to do that because it allows depth in conversation instead of like a 15 second Instagram story. And then number three is consistency, right? I've been doing the same thing over and over and over for four years reaching out to people, sending DMs, putting out content on Instagram, last two and a half years, putting out a podcast, recording, doing the things over and over and over and over, which compounds over time, right? There's no like quick way to build a brand. It's consistency over time that truly creates your brand. Thank you. So I really took action on when you, when you mentioned TikTok, like I can't remember last year, but I started an account, an account this year and I don't know. You know this coronavirus trend. While no one knew of it, there were most cases. I just posted a, a funny video about it, and before I knew it, four million views on TikTok. You wait, you got four million views, or you saw the video with four million views? Huh? You said you saw the video with four million views? No, my video 
made it to 4 million views. Oh, I didn't even know that. Congrats, brother. Thank you very much. So, to end this podcast, I'd like to ask you this, my signature question. If you could step into my shoes right now, what question would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you? That's, I love that. That's a very good question, number one. I would say this. I would say, like, if I was in your shoes, right, and I just, you know, I, I love everything you're doing. I love what you're putting out on social media. You know, I've been following you, and I just, you know, I... I feel like as you grow and mature, you know, you're 13 now and I want to continue to, to stay connected with you because I think, and this is before I answer that question, like you're in a period of your life where it's like, you know, these next two, three, five years are like super important and you're going to grow so much and you're going to learn so much and you're so ahead of people your, your age where I'm like, wow, I didn't start until I was like 15, right? Like you have two years on me, you're killing it, right? But I would say if I was in your shoes, I would first ask yourself, and if I was you, I'd say, okay, where do I believe this person can help me, right? Where's, you know, is it someone, like, for example, let's say for Mark and Cole, like, who do I know that you'd want to have on your show because they want to help you? Maybe you ask, like, something where it's like, hey, who, do, who in your network, uh, like, after the show or maybe during the show, like, who do you think would be a great candidate that you know to be on my show and who do you think would want to be on it? Something where you never want to ask, 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 but be willing to ask, right? So I would think if I, if I was in your shoes, I would definitely ask just one of many things. Number one, if you were me in my situation, what can I be doing today to continue to build my brand? Or what can I do with my podcast to, you know, to, to, to get more high quality guests on? But it's, it's also situational because I think it's more so like figuring out your goals, figuring out where you are and figure out where you want to go. But um, I really, and just saying, I love that question. And I think I could think of a hundred different things, but it would, it would definitely be, you know, how can we stay connected? How can we build together? How can I help you? You always want to be of service. And um, I think that's, that's super important for, you know, anyone in their life, but especially you being young, you being hungry and motivated. You just, you have, you have a, you have that, you have a great starting point and I just think I just want to say before we wrap this up is like keep doing what you're doing keep being consistent and be willing to ask questions and definitely I'm looking forward to you know following your journey and you know meeting you one day when you make it to the U.S. or when I, if I'm traveling somewhere right but um yeah man that's what I would say just you know I would ask a question that would help me in my in the current moment of what I'm trying to accomplish. Wow thank you very much for coming on the podcast quickly how can my my listeners connect with you online? Yeah, so my podcast, it's called Rise of the Young. And, I'm, you know, you can get that on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere there. And then my Instagram is just at CaseyAdams1. And, you know, that's where I do most of my, you know, content. It's where I post my clips of my interviews. I do daily stories. I, I answer a lot of DMs. So if anyone's watching this podcast, definitely shoot me a DM. Tell me that you came from this show. And I'm always, you know, in my DMs responding, sending messages and everything. It's something I'm super passionate about. So, yeah. Instagram and uh, my podcast are the top two. And then you can also just, you know, go to CaseyAdams.com to learn more about everything I'm doing. Thank you very much for coming on the show.